Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. My name is Vicki Nethling and I'm your host. And today we have a wonderful guest. As always, our guests are here to empower you to become a stronger, more confident leader and take your business or your life to the next level. As I mentioned, I have a wonderful guest. His name is Wade Galt. And let me tell you a little bit about Wade. Wade teaches entrepreneurs and professionals to create an abundant and sustainable three-day weekend lifestyle so they can better enjoy their family, friends, and life. Over the last 20 years, he's helped people create greater impact and income in less time doing work they do best and enjoy most. He's a 20 plus year software company founder, business growth coach, and author of books on business growth, finance, personal growth, parenting, and spirituality. He and his family have lived Oceanside, jealous, in North America and South America. He plays beach volleyball on Fridays and enjoys three-day weekends with his family and friends. Our theme today is going to be decrease work hours 20% and make 20% more income in 90 days. Please join me in welcoming Wade Gultz. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Vicki. I'm really excited to share with your audience. I've been blessed to have a lot of awesome mentors and I've learned a lot and I'm happy to be here. You know, I think that's probably one of the, the life lessons that I learned um, a couple of years ago now when I started doing this. Um, and it kind of falls in line with what I learned in my many, many years in the corporate world is mentors are important and coaches are important. And even when you think you know it all, it's always great to have someone else be a sounding board or someone to give you their perspective. So uh, for those of you that don't have a coach, you might want to try to get one. <laughs> I always start out easy question, which is uh, tell everyone what part of the country or where do you live now since we see that you uh, live in other places? Where, where do you call home right now? Sure. Right now we call home Naples, Florida. We're very blessed to live here. And so nice there. <laughs> yeah, it's very nice here. And when we're not here, we're usually in Lima, Peru. So my wife's from there <sighs> and just got back from there over uh, holidays. So sometimes we're in the city. Uh, sometimes we're in a place called La Isla. So yeah, very blessed. Uh, that's mainly, we, we go back and forth from where family is. We usually, you know, we do some traveling, but for the most part, it's usually to see family. Yep, that's kind of where I am. But I, unfortunately... Not, not, I shouldn't say it that way, but I go to Pittsburgh instead of Peru. <laughs> not quite the same. I'm sorry, mom and dad. 
Okay. So which careers or jobs are best suited to create that three-day work weekend lifestyle? So years ago, it was very difficult if you were an employee to make this happen. I know I tried a little over 20 years ago with one of the companies I was working with. Awesome company. They're still an awesome company. But I think I was a little ahead of my time because the responses were, well, you know, if we do that with you, we're going to have to do it with everybody else. <laughs> and, and a lot of companies are not quite really there yet as far as measuring results. Now, the pandemic pushed a lot of that forward because mm -hmm. it wasn't so much the three-day weekend thing as it was the working from home. Well, can you trust them working from home? And, mm -hmm. and, and you kind of have to, and how do you do that? So more companies have become focused on results, which of course is what really pays the bills, not so much occupying a chair. And then as an entrepreneur, really an entrepreneur's situation is set up to do this so long as you're making enough income. Now it depends on your business model. So I happen to have a software company and a coaching company. A coaching company is pretty easy to have even a three-day work week or a two-day work week because you just schedule your calls at certain times. A software company, people expect a certain amount of time of tech support. Mm -hmm. And so there are certain businesses that unless you have a team or you have other people you work with, that it can be harder to do it. But overall, without getting even too caught up on the exact detail of three-day weekends, although those are awesome, just looking at being able to work an amount of hours where you come in and you're fresh and you're excited to work and you're happy to help people. I've worked quite a few jobs where I got to experience the job with a really high volume of work and then with a extremely reasonable volume. And in all cases, I found, well, gosh, the job's pretty enjoyable. If I just get to talk to people and help people a little bit and I'm not stressed to meet yeah. you know, all these deadlines, a lot of jobs can be fun. A lot of the times it's the volume. So a lot of it is about if you're an employee, finding a situation where there is a results focus and in both situations, earning income in a way that, and, and spending money in a way where you can afford to live off of 80% of whatever the normal 100% is. And so a lot of people could actually work less hours. They'd be allowed to, but they can't financially afford to do so. So part of it is about finding a job opportunity that will let you do it. Part of it is about being financially in a situation where the math will work. Yeah, math works. Yeah. I know whenever I was first introduced to working from home concept, that was probably, I don't know, 2010. No, probably even before that, 2006. And it was, you know, well, you know, I have to be able to see some departments would not do it because if I don't see them, they must not be working. And I found, uh, you know, I was in the pilot for it and I found that I worked harder from home than I did in the office because I didn't have the interruptions and I, I'm pretty disciplined. So I found that uh, supporting people around the world, I was on, you know, available 24 seven, basically. And I had to really put into my calendar, take a walk, take a break, you know, those things and learn how to really structure yourself. So how long should it take to create a sustainable three day work weekend lifestyle? It really depends where you're coming from. So there's kind of two situations. One, which is where a person says, okay, I'm not yet making the money I need to make. And then it really just becomes a question of, okay, how quickly can you get to between increasing your income and or reducing your expenses? How quickly can you get to a situation mm -hmm. where the amount of money you make is good enough 
once you're there, and let's, so let's say you are already there where you say, okay, wait, I'm making enough money. And this is really either as an employee or as an entrepreneur, admittedly as an entrepreneur, because you usually have more control over details. Sometimes it can be smoother to do this, but 90 days is not a crazy amount. So if you think about most of what we do, you mentioned that you're more productive when you worked from home than when you worked in the, in the business. And long before I started doing this, I was had this hypothesis when I hired, made my first hire that, you know, if I don't really work 100% of the time fully focused, well, chances are a team member hire is not going to. And the first hire I made was a remote hire. This was in what, 2005. I made it on monster.com or 2005, 2006. Oh, so this is well before <laughs> Upwork. This is well, like this. And I got, I was very fortunate. I found somebody that's very high quality. And so I was able to trust their work. And I had some tools where she would report back on the type of work she was doing. It was software tech support. But it really was this sense of, okay, I want you to focus on results. I really don't care specifically the exact hours you work, although we had a framework. And so a lot of it is about getting clear about what would you do with that time? So many entrepreneurs, if you ask them, well, what would you do with a Friday? I say, well, I don't know. Well, that's probably why you don't have that <laughs> lifestyle. And it's it, because think about it. And sometimes we'll have a three-day weekend. We'll have Thanksgiving if you're in the United States, which mm -hmm. is a four-day weekend. And we'll make these things work or we'll have a vacation. We'll figure out how to get things done. Well, what if you did that every week? Mm -hmm. And certainly sometimes we, we, you know, we kind of figure out things and we didn't really deal with them. We kind of pushed them off till next week. So there is a, a quantum leap or some sort of sense of productivity that needs to happen better. But overall, the first 20%, it's kind of like if you've been eating kind of sloppily and you have not been exercising and you have a goal to lose a certain amount of weight, the first 20% of weight you want to lose is not that difficult. Stop eating the junk food, do a little bit of movement. So the first, for most of us, it's really just about getting focused. And sometimes the tougher part for entrepreneurs, because we are usually focused, is actually stepping back a little and getting enough mental rest to then be able to intelligently see which things that we're doing are not yielding returns for us. So sometimes we could, and I've, I've definitely done projects where I've invested 100, 200, 500, 600 hours in a year, and I get very little income back. And mm -hmm. I happen to track my time, so it helps with that. So at the most, a year for most people, because even if you're an employee, if your employer will not facilitate it, and there's a lot of ways you can help them see it, you can say, hey, how do I help you get the results? You know, if, if we do, I'll just use concept, whether it's widgets, whether it's you cut hair, you sell things, whatever, if mm -hmm. you get 40 results in a week and you say, well, what if I got 40 results in 32 hours, would you care? And a lot of employers would say, well, if you're getting me the same results in four days, philosophically, I would pay you to work the four days, but I'm not sure. So if we can come up with some sort of conditional basis where if you get the results, great. Or as one of my friends once said, well, wait, if they could get me six days worth of results in four days, well, then I'd pay them for five and let's split the difference. I'll take some of the gains as far as income wise, and they'll take some of the gains time wise. So there's different ways you can do it. The main thing that scares a lot of people right now, if they're an employer, is this whole guarantee that I'm going to guarantee it to you. And I'm just going to increase your salary by 25% without any guarantee I'm being looked out for. Mm -hmm. That, that's almost irresponsible for a business owner to do because then if they do it and then it doesn't work, then they have to start laying off people. So it's, it's not so much about there being a money tree and, and just giving it because you've been holding back on it so long. It is about having a discussion with your employer and saying, how can we work together 
right. to make sure your objectives are being met? And how can I get rewarded more for results, which employers love to hear that. Yeah. You could have someone, if you tell them that you can do it in 32 hours, they'll say, well, then I guess I need to give you more work to do. And that's probably the wrong person to work for. Yes. See, that, that, that's the whole thing, because if I, if I say to you, you know, I'm going to be transparent that I can get more results because there's a risk that goes on here. I'm going to be mm -hmm. transparent that I can get more results in less time. And you say, well, then give me more results. Okay, well, what's my reward for that? Well, I just want more. Well, that, that's not really, again, there's, there are plenty of far more evolved business owners than that because any business owner that's even remotely evolved understands, or even has been in it for more than five years, understands the absolutely just frustratingly painful thing called employee turnover. No. When you lose a good team member, it just stinks. Mm -hmm. it's, it's horrible because you might spend another three months, six months, 12 months just to get back to where you were a year ago, yeah. especially if it's a smaller outfit. If you've got, let's say, five to 10 to 20 people, one to two people being missing is a huge deal. And now you've got to go backwards. You've got to retrain. And while you're being retraining, usually it's one of your best team members that's retraining. So, you're, so there's these huge costs. So the, mm -hmm. the more evolved employers understand, I'd rather pay you five, 10, 15% more and always keep my best team members unless they have to relocate or something. And even now that's less of an issue with being able to work remotely. Mm -hmm. So there are people that get it. There are plenty of people, I'd say at least, and this is definitely, this is not, has not been researched, but from talking around, it's at least got to be 20 to 30 to 40% of employers that understand this, mm -hmm. that are very open. So if you're talking to somebody who doesn't get it, that's, I'd suggest keep looking and certainly, mm -hmm. and there is an age demographic to this. If you're talking to somebody who's under, let's say 40, 45, 70, 80% of them get it mm -hmm. because it's just that that's, it's like them, a fish swimming in water. They, they grow up assuming that my, yeah, my kids right. are 16 and 14. They assume that they can work anywhere in the world, work for a company, travel the world while they're like, that's, that's to me, that's like, whoa, to them. It's like, yeah, of course you can do that. <laughs> so the expectations change and, and things open up. That's so true. So how can we work fewer days? And I think we really just have covered this without risking our business, you know, and I think we did kind of cover that, that, you know, it, it, if they understand things, it, it can be done. Yeah. It's all about results. Yeah. And, and again, most employers want that conversation. What the employer is scared of is having one superstar get results and then losing eight other team members and saying, well, now it's me and the one superstar trying to take care of. So there's a cultural shift. And yeah. the reason why some companies make shifts slowly is because of this. But again, we, most companies have financially based incentives. If you hit certain results, you'll make more mm -hmm. money. Right. So a simple way to start off here for an employer is to say, if you hit certain incentives, you can earn paid time off, not a guaranteed four day work week, but here's how you can earn additional paid time off. Well, okay. And then now, if you don't hit it, you work your five days. If you right. hit it, you get your results. So it can be done very safely and very responsibly. And I know for me, you know, one of the jobs I had was like a, a one girl Friday kind of thing, did everything there was. And, and so the first three months, it was just trying to figure out what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And, and then after three months, I started to see that I, I had time. <laughs> You know, because I got a system in place and a process in place. And, and so something that took me all day to do now took an hour. 
And, yep. uh, and so that would then support the premise that, well, okay, I'm getting everything you need done in five days or, or three days. Why, why do I need to, to work these two, you know? And, and maybe that's um, why so many people also look to a side gig. Yeah, absolutely. So how can employees negotiate with their employer this three-day lifestyle, weekend lifestyle? First, you need to make yourself irreplaceable. <laughs> and that's what it really comes down to, to where you have that leverage, not, not angry leverage, not confrontational, not hostile leverage, but where you just say, hey, here's what I'd like to do. If you're really that important to somebody's business, they already know that. Make no mistake. They know that. It's not about, again, trying to make a power play, but saying, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to be able to have more time with my family. I'd like to be able to have more free time, this and that. And I'd only like to receive it if I can get certain results. Mm -hmm. So maybe I know a little bit about the business model as this employee. Maybe I don't. I'd say, well, what would it look like? I don't need to know all your financials, yeah. but what sort of results would you need from me? where you could say, yeah, I'm now doing 25 to 30 to 40% more results. I'm getting certain things like, what does that look like? Mm. Because again, to an employer, if I told you, uh, well, I can tell you this from working with employees or employers, when you have that kind of a place and you get one superstar doing it, they have friends and they start yeah. telling their friends. So it really is being able to say to that em employer, I might not fully understand everything about your business model, but I understand that results drive all of this. I want to be one of those results people. I want to be held accountable results. And if I don't get the results, I have no problem if I don't get the time off. Mm -hmm. And again, the simplest way to start it is to say, what would a reward system look like? A conditional, mm -hmm. and that's the word. You know, if, if I hit this, yes. So if you know, the simplest version, which sometimes is not always the best, is to say, if I did my 40 tasks, let's just, again, stick with that concept that 40 tasks is a week's worth of work. If I do my 40 tasks by Thursday, well, then I don't need to show up Friday. Yeah. At the same time, if I didn't, well, then I, then I finish them. And then now the, the flip side is if by Friday I didn't get my 40 tasks done, well, then I come in Saturday. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, it really becomes this results-based situation. And then if I say, well, I want to make more money and I want more free time. Well, then again, each of those can be measured. What it requires mm -hmm. that is not always present is a business owner who understands how they make right. money. And many business mm -hmm. owners don't. They just know if they sell a certain amount the bills get paid and they're kind of, maybe they're good salespeople or maybe they're good at the overall, it doesn't mean they're unintelligent people. They're very intelligent at a, at a, a piece of their business. Mm -hmm. So they just know I've got to hit these numbers. Mm -hmm. Then even still great, speak to them in those numbers. If we hit these numbers, you know, is that something that could be worked on? Because mm -hmm. once you're irreplaceable, they kind of have to figure it out. And if they don't, well, then you, you can go somewhere else. There are plenty mm -hmm. of people looking for really good people right now. There's never been, and I'm aware of more opportunity to, sh to design your job opportunity, right. uh, at least since I've been alive. So how can I scale if I'm a business owner, my business and still have time for family, for friends to play beach volleyball, go to Peru? <laughs> how can I do that? A lot of it is kind of an order of operations thing. So if you remember from math when we learned in grade school whatever year it was you know there's p please excuse my dear aunt sally parentheses exponents like there's a sequence of how you do things and give you an example if you are always two days early with your credit card payment and you have one of those credit cards that pays you like you know one to two percent cash back or whatever 
you're winning. You're getting mm -hmm. 2%, mm -hmm. you're paying off your stuff. You're almost gaming the system. They're still making money, otherwise they wouldn't mm -hmm. do it, but you're, you're doing great. Now be two days late. All of a sudden mm -hmm. you are getting <laughs> whacked every time you're yeah. paying 20, 30% interest. So similarly, a lot of people, what they wanna do is they want to scale before they've gotten efficient. They want to put a big boat, a big motor on the boat, and the boat's got holes in it. Well, if you do that, you just might break the boat. You got to fix your holes first. Yeah. You got to get tight. So I would just say to people first, well, first you have to get to the income you need. In other words, if you want to, whether it's an employee or an entrepreneur, so if you keep your expenses reasonable and you get to your income, that's objective number one. Once you've done that, then rather than trying to figure out how do I make more net income per se it's how do i make the same amount of income in less time which of course is kind of potato potato but you start getting intentional okay what would i do that time mm -hmm. and the second thing is once you've made your target income the second thing is then set up your target lifestyle make that your default make that something that happens ongoing every just about every week so some weeks like this week it's pretty cold for florida um you know we're in the 30s so we missed a day boohoo of volleyball because it was too cold okay well next week it'll probably be warmer that's okay versus, oh my gosh, Wade, my default week is chaotic, hectic, I'm working 60 hours a week. Maybe in five months from now, I'm gonna take a two week vacation and hope that it fixes my whole year. Well, it's probably not good. And then there's all mm -hmm. that pressure on that vacation to be just epic in every single way. Yeah. And it won't be, yeah. and it'll, it'll, be, it'll be, it'll be good. And so if you can get that situation where you say, okay, so first to get my target income within my lifestyle, Second, I get as close to my lifestyle as possible, then I scale. Mm -hmm. And as I'm scaling, I hold to my hours. Now it doesn't, and it's not even so much holding to your hours per se, as it is to what do you do with those hours. So for me, family, beach volleyball, uh, the different things I do, if I get those done, I might on a certain day, like some days my kids will have no school on a Friday and as they're getting older, uh, I won't have anything to do. Maybe my wife's somewhere. And for me, I'm not gonna just watch TV, just, I'm not going to waste away my three days. Right. So sometimes on a Friday, I'm, I'm done with my stuff and I already played my volleyball. I, I don't have any more energy. I, I can't play anymore. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll get some work done. Not the end. Of, I didn't sacrifice my day. I, it's, it's, it's exactly. not a, it's not a yeah. dogma. Um, but overall you have to have an idea of again, what you would do with that. But bottom line, you get to that lifestyle first and you scale that. So you're always those two days ahead on your payment. You're mm -hmm. always plugging the holes in the boat and then adding the motor rather than doing it uh, first, because there is no amount of income. Sorry, real quick. There's no amount of income that's going to buy back that time for, right. for you. And as you were talking, it just made me think of, you know, a lot of times people in preparation for that, that two week vacation, one week vacation, you know, they do get all that work done in three days or four days so that they can get on their vacation. And they have worked so hard in those days then the first two days of their vacation, they're just like exhausted and they can't really enjoy it. And then just as they get to used to the vacation mode, it's time to go back to work. And now the first three days they get back to work, they're still in that vacation mode. And so they're not as perfect. So if you would just have it that the normal pace of yours is that you have that time to refresh the three days or whatnot, you will be a better employee for your person, uh, your employer because you have that normal cadence. And, and when you do get a vacation, you're not overworked or overwhelmed. Yeah, and, you'll, and if you're an entrepreneur, you'll get better results. And just overall, to your point, it's really about deciding 
do I want, where do I want my free time? Do yeah. I want my free time as little water cooler breaks within my job? Or mm -hmm. do I want my free time outside of my job? Because yeah. to most employers, if you get the job done, and if I needed 40 results done and you got them and you demonstrate that month after month after month after month, I'm fine with that. Because again, yeah. I don't want to lose you. I want the result. I'm less concerned. So yeah, absolutely uh, putting it to where it's something that happens consistently and that, uh, that that life outside of work becomes more creative, more innovative, more fun, more enjoyable. Yeah. And work can be awesome. But most of what we find happens that's life-changing. We even ask our clients when we do a coaching program and anywhere from 70, 90% of people's most memorable and most positive influential life experiences happen outside of it. Of course, yeah. So it's time for rapid fire. And these are just some questions that you can answer top of mind. Um, and uh, if there are things that we need to go into more detail, we just have another podcast. Sure. <laughs> so what was the most effective way that you found to build a team of high quality freelancers? Look to sites like Upwork or, or online jobs, PH, or even Fiverr, and bottom line, invest in the future of your freelancer. So a lot of people say, I'm just looking for a gig. I'm looking for somebody to do a job and I'm gonna move on. When I'm recruiting a freelancer, I'm looking to talk to them. What's their career path? What are they looking to do? Oh, you're on your way up. Great. I want to catch you on the way up. I want to help you grow. You help me grow. So I'm already looking to operate mm -hmm. with them as a partner, not just as you're my help. And I, I own you and I you know, kick you to the side when I'm done with you. Awesome. How can I best align my spiritual and family values with my work? understand that it is very possible to live your highest values, whatever they look like yeah. in your work. And it might not look exactly like you think it is. It might not be, you know, helping the poor and making $10 million, but you could possibly do both. And certainly there are ways where you can focus on just like you can put your lifestyle first, you can put your values first and make sure that whatever companies you work on, whatever projects mm -hmm. you work on, at the very least, you bring your intention of mm. being soulful, being spiritual, serving to mm. that. You can be soulful as an accountant. You can be soulful as a coach. You can be soulful as a person that makes food. It, it really just all depends what you bring to it. Awesome. Should people do what they love for a living or do their soul work as a hobby? Depends. Some people figure out how to do both. I would simply say the, the more important answer to that question is make sure you're doing your soul work, yeah. whether you get paid zero for it or whether you get paid for it. Make sure that if you love uh, creating, in my case, beach volleyball is one of those things. Now, I also believe that raising children is one of those things. So mm -hmm. sometimes people will say your soul work is what you would do if you got paid all the money in the world. And my experience is no, I didn't get paid to wake up and change mm -hmm. our kids, yeah. uh, but that's, that's soulful. That's important to me. So make sure you're doing that. If you're, if you're fortunate, and I don't even say if you're fortunate, because some people, like, I like that they're slightly separate, uh, that I can go in sometimes in my software and be like, this software will make you money. Boom, buy my stuff, or I think you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> versus some other things, it's a softer approach. It really depends on, on where you're yeah. And I'm there with you, uh, uh, taking care of my grand boys or, or uh, you know, some of my charity work. I, it's, it's a different muscle that's exercised and I think it makes you a better person. Absolutely. 
So why do so many people fail to make time for family, friends, and life? Lack of creativity yeah. and, and fear that they can't do it. So again, if you are an entrepreneur and you have nothing scheduled for Friday and Friday morning rolls around and you've, complete, you've even completed your work, you hit all your 40 results or whatever it is, and you, you come in Friday morning and you have nothing fun with your family, your friends, your hobbies, and nothing scheduled, you're going to wake up and you're going to say, well, I can either do nothing today, which if you're an entrepreneur, you're not used to doing nothing. <laughs> even in your personal life, you're used to doing something, or I can go to work. And the better answer is going to be, well, then you should go to work. So mm -hmm. it has to be planned out the same way that people talk about the idea of people will plan, you know, put more, more energy into planning the wedding than the marriage. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same thing. People, we put so much into planning our work. We don't as much plan our life outside of work or we'll plan the vacation, but not the other 50 weeks of the year. So it's about being intentional. So you have, you're excited to finish, to, to push through, to get the work done on the Thursday or whatever the day is for you. So that you're ready on, you know, to extend that weekend. I know. And um, as I look at some of my fa family friends, as um, the years have gone by, there was such a, a focus and a, I guess, a, a desire to have th their kids understand every minute of the day is fulfilled with some activity, what something. And then when you ask the child to just hang or just, you know, just do nothing, they were so uncomfortable. Yes. And, and so for me, it was always, I need for you to understand that it's okay sometimes to just lay in the grass and look at the star, you know, the sky and the clouds and things like that to appreciate that freedom to work or not work. Yeah. That ability to understand that you have value, whether you're creating a result or not. Yeah, absolutely. And the last one is why do you wish, or what do you wish you knew? when you were just starting out, you know, yesterday? <laughs> I would say that I wish I knew I could have done this earlier because I know yeah. it can be done earlier. I didn't really consciously choose this till about seven or eight years ago, which is about what, 20 something years, 22 years after I'd left the corporate mm -hmm. world or left, excuse me, left college. So I think it's one of those things you choose. If you choose, the same way you you wouldn't tolerate not mm -hmm. receiving a raise in a job for more than, after more than a couple of years financially. Well, but why do we tolerate no raises paid time off wise? Well, yeah. that's something for us to look at. Absolutely, such good things to be thinking about as uh, people ponder this podcast. All right, I'm going to share my screen. So as I always say, if you are just listening and you have not got a paper and pencil, I'm so sad that you missed all those great nuggets that we gave to you, but get one now because I'm gonna give you his contact information and you can go back and check out his website and his social media, so here we go. All right, so you can go to his website, which is https forward slash forward slash www.3dayweekend club.com that's three the number d-a-y-w-e-e-k-e-n-d-c-l-u-b.com again three-dayweekend.com he's on social media at using that same three-day weekend entrepreneur and so that's for facebook instagram he's on linkedin as wade galt his name twitter is three-day weekend club 
and TikTok is at Three Day Weekend Entrepreneur. I'm going to let him talk to you about a gift that he has for you that are listening today. Sure. Thank you so much, Vicki. So we have a place called Three Day Weekend Club. And in that, there are actually two courses. I should mention that the Three Day Weekend Game Plan and the Three Day Weekend Apprentice course, which are all about following the habits of three-day weekend entrepreneurs, what they do and how they invest their time outside of work, their money, their relationships. That's the the apprentice part. And then the three-day weekend game plan is to specifically create what is your plan? What does that plan look Mm -hmm. like? And how do you fund it? And this is something that I found is an accelerator to get people moving more quickly because it's really, it's not that difficult. Once you've decided that you want to do this, It's just an equation. How do I make enough money? It might take a while to get there, but coming up with the equation, coming up with the overall plan is really not that difficult. And then that's what can inspire you then to make the different financial decisions. The same way if somebody says, well, are you going to save for your retirement? You say, well, that's, you know, 50 bazillion years away. I'm not going to do anything versus somebody that can tell you, oh, hey, but if you you do it now, here's what can happen and compound interest, you can get there quicker. Similarly, if you can see and you can visualize what you'd be doing with your time outside mm-hmm. of work, uh, then putting together the plan to make it happen, makes it happen a lot quicker. So th- all of those are available at three day weekend club.com. Awesome. So everybody needs to take advantage and, and go to three day weekend club.com to be able to grab these wonderful courses. Well, Wade, it has been wonderful having you on. Uh, you gave us so many great things to think about. And, uh, for me, uh, brought back many memories of my early days in corporate and the things that, you know, you went, "Mm, maybe no, (laughs) Uh, but it's been just such a pleasure. So I encourage everybody to go to that three day weekend club.com or check out his social media. Be sure to uh, let them know what you thought about the podcast, as well as get those courses so that you can be on your journey to being more close to your family, your friends, and living the life that you desire. So thank you so much. As always, I remind our listeners that life is a journey, and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.